0: if you can dream it we can help you create it welcome to the you create podcast the show that teaches you how to take the power and flexibility of a stepcraft 3d cnc system and turn your ideas into reality so let your ideas flow because we want to know what will you create Welcome back to the you Create Podcast. This is episode 15, and I am Eric Royer. I'll be your host this week. As always, I want to thank you for joining me uh, here at the podcast. Sorry, I know we've uh, we we've talked about making these kind of regular, and, and the last few weeks uh, haven't really recorded anything. I apologize for that. It's uh, been a pretty crazy uh, month here at StepCraft. We've, we've been uh, insanely busy, which is a good thing. Uh, but it doesn't leave a lot of extra time to uh, to record. In fact, uh, we just got back from the what's called the Ram Show. It's the Westchester Aero Modellers uh, Club. Uh, it's a model airplane show. It takes place at the Meadowlands Convention Center uh, every every year around this time, end of end of February. So we were just there. It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday um it's a it's a good size show uh 60 to 70 vendors are there um uh, they had a indoor flying area with uh fpv quadcopter racing and a lot of it's it's more of a an old, kind of an old timer show i guess you'd call it um without offending anybody but it's you know you, there's a lot more stuff there for guys that are into building model airplanes uh a lot of a lot of like balsa suppliers and plans and you know things like that. And there there are some uh pre-made kits, uh what they call ARFs or almost ready to fly models there. Um it was it was really cool. The uh the traffic for us, um this is the second year Stepcraft has had a booth there. Last year we had a small ten by ten booth. This year we doubled the size. Uh brought my son with me, uh Dan, who is our, our uh technical manager. Um, he was there as well. And then, uh, fortunately we had, um, a friend of mine, uh, Paul who came and helped us out on Saturday, which we desperately needed. So our booth always draws a lot of attention. There's not a lot of CNC companies, uh, in the model airplane space. And, you know, we usually have, we brought four machines this year and we had, uh, three of them running. So that draws a lot of attention. People coming to see what we're doing, and, you know, we, we make some sales there too. So it was, it was really great. Uh, we had it, we had a good time. We met a lot of, uh, you know, really cool people. It's good to see friends that, you know, I've known, I've been in the, the RC hobby industry for over 20 years. So, uh, you know, we, we end up seeing a lot of, a lot of people who don't get to see, um, except for at this show and met a lot of new people, uh, tons of interest in CNC as it pertains to model airplanes, which is always good. Um, we had to, come up with some ideas, some things like well, every time we do a trade show, I always like to have uh, some things to display that we've made on the CNC that uh, people can relate to. So we always try to make something that pertains to uh, to that particular industry. The last podcast I talked about a, a model train bridge that I designed and cut out uh, for the model railroad show that we were at. So this year I wanted to do something uh, obviously airplane related. So I have a friend of mine, uh, Steve Mills, who I worked with, uh, for many years. Uh, he was a contributor when I was managing, uh, the radio control modeler magazine. And, uh, he, I had asked him, I know he has a, a homemade CNC and, and he does a lot of, uh, and he also has a laser. So he's got a lot of different designs. He's always making airplane stuff. He was nice enough to give me, uh, some wing ribs and actually it was all the files, um, a DXF file of all the uh, parts for a model airplane wing that I could cut out of eighth-inch balsa. So uh, the morning of the show, the before uh, Friday morning before it started, we uh, we got there a little, a couple hours early and set up some balsa and cut up a bunch of wing ribs and the spars. And I got I got to say it's I I've not cut too much balsa with a CNC. I know the preferred choice for. A lot of people is to use a laser but then again lasers uh at least good ones are uh, out of the price reach of many people so uh with the cnc i was using a two millimeter uh single flute end mill and uh cutting eighth inch balsa and i i learned a couple of things when i was doing it now first of all cutting balsa on a cnc is easy i mean it doesn't strain your spindle at all it's it's as if you're not cutting anything Choosing the right cutter is important because if you if you don't, you end up with a lot of um, burr like frays at the top, and, and you, it requires quite a bit of sanding. I um, tried both an up and a down spiral uh, end mill, and the down spiral gave me a much cleaner finish, so that, that's kind of what I used um, moving forward. Now, I could have gone to a one millimeter bit, too, and gotten even more detail, but these particular parts didn't really require it. Uh, the Steve had actually drawn in the dog bones too for any parts that are supposed to intersect on the inside. So that's where it kind of takes the round bit and it moves it into the corners more, so that you can get a square piece through uh, without it getting caught up in the radiuses. So he had already he had already done that for me, which was uh, really well appreciated. So put the uh, balls on and fixturing it is your. Your first thing. Uh, now, on the step craft machines, we have these crossbars that we could use where you can, they have bolts on them and, and you can clamp down the material and there's enough height to put the balsa in there plus a spoil board underneath it. And those work really well. The downside of that type of method, now this this applies to even if you're using clamps and you have clamps on either side. When you're using a long sheet of balsa, uh, I believe the sheet I had was 36 inches. When you when the cutter is cutting near the ends where you have it fixtured it it cuts fine there's there's no problem cuz the wood is you know held down in place but balsa is a very light very flexible type of wood and when you start to cut into the middle of the sheet uh you have nothing holding it down it's not rigid enough to lay flat like a piece of oak or something like that would be so it tends to move up and down and vibrate even though i was using a down spiral cutter you still had some lateral movement and when the part is completely cut out uh i did not use tabs and that's we'll talk about that in a second so when when the part completely cuts out a lot of times what'll happen is the it'll just fly out it'll it'll pick up out of the spot and it'll just it'll just shoot off to the side, um, and that's okay if you're standing there and you can just grab it and kind of get it out of the way. What it creates more of a problem is if the balsa sheet is vibrating up and down and the part pops out, but it slides under the sheet. Now that creates a problem because now you've got kind of a bubble in the sheet, and the, and that's you know that could be a problem. Now if the part pops out and then the cutter moves to cut the next part and it, it you know you run the risk of cutting the part you just that just flew out as well and ruining it so uh, one one of the things that there's two things that we we tried doing i mean and one you should do anyway uh, when you're using a long sheet of balsa like that if you don't have a way of clamping the center of the sheet on your machine uh use some double-sided tape i mean we use um double-sided carpet tape all the time uh to hold stuff down with uh, cnc jobs so use uh use a piece in the center just to hold the sheet down so it doesn't uh you know bubble up and and uh and vibrate it it'll stay nice and flat for you and that that'll help a lot um you still run the risk though of the parts popping out even even if the sheet is rigid so to fix that uh you could use tabs now one of the things that I've, I've never been a huge fan of tabs just because it it leaves me some post work and the whole point of having a CNC right for most people is that it's completely automated and you end up with a part that you don't have to do anything to. Uh, the reality is, is that if you do your tabs, right, uh, a simple razor blade, uh, will cut the tabs off and leave you in a nice clean finish. So for an extra 30 seconds worth of work, it's, it's really not a lot of post. So that's, you know, that, that's something that, um, I've learned over time and, and I've, I've come to use them more. Now, this particular plan uh, had, I think there was 10 ribs and three spars, four spars that were part of it. So uh, when I imported the file, it was right before the show and I didn't really have the time to sit there and, and actually using um, a Vector Cut2D to put the tabs in. And and in hindsight, I wish I took the five minutes to actually do that um, because what it would have done was it would have kept the part in, in the material until everything was cut. And if that happens, when, when you use tabs, it doesn't matter as much if if you have some lateral movement of the actual worksheet uh, that you're that you're cutting, it's not gonna matter because the part's not gonna come disconnected from the work material. So in Vectric using tabs it's it's pretty simple. When you go to create a tool path there's a a box that uh, has a uh, it's it says tabs it's it's pretty straightforward um so what you can do with tabs is you can assign how long the tab is how thick the tab is or how high it is and you can even do what's called a 3d tab where the uh The some versions of Vectrical allow you to, and it creates kind of like a half moon uh, on the top. So it's not a square tab; it's it's kind of rounded on the top. And and basically, um, the three D tabs just you know have less material attached. So there's a thicker kind of part of the material in the center of the tab, and then it tapers off to nothing on either side. Uh, So in in most cases, you could just use a square tab. Depending on the size of the part, is going to determine how. Um, wide the tab is so obviously if you're doing a wing spar that's six inches long i'm sorry a wing rib that's six inches long you could do a half inch tab and it's really not going to affect anything Um, if you're doing a part that is you know two inches long you may not want to use a half inch tab you may want to go to a quarter inch or something like that so you can set it to any size you want now as far as thickness i tend to use eighth inch tabs on any materials that I use. So if I was cutting a three quarter inch MDF or three quarter inch oak, I would set to an eighth inch high tab and I would use like a razor hobby saw or or even a really, really sharp utility knife later and cut that off. Um, You know, with oak, you may have to, uh, you know, use a a razor saw and then hit it with a little sandpaper to, to smooth it out. So it's gone. Now, in the case of this balsa, I was cutting eighth inch balsa. So when um, when cutting eighth inch balsa, I was using an eighth inch tab. So essentially, um, it just where the tab was, it wouldn't cut. So when you're doing your profile cut um, to do the wing rib, it would you would cut all the way around. And I was using anywhere between like on the wing ribs, I was using two tabs, one on either side. On the spars, I was using four. I was using um, two near one end on either side, and two near the other on either side. And it just depends on you know, on the part that you're cutting, and it will require some trial and error. I mean, if you have a part that's got a 12-inch long edge, you may want to use three tabs on that side, Uh, you know, maybe quarter-inch long tabs. Uh, You maybe have one on each end and one in the middle. And then on the opposite side of the part, you'll do the same thing. I mean, there's no right or wrong. The idea here is to keep the part uh, stable in the work materials. So you want to arrange your tabs in such a way that, uh, you know when the cutter goes around you don't have like one end of the part kind of flopping loose and the other end has tabs on it because especially with balsa wood you run the risk of it breaking along the grain or something like that so <clears throat> once you assign the width and height of your tabs all you really have to do then is just um, click anywhere along the outside perimeter where you want the tabs to be and it'll put a little yellow box with a t in it and that Basically, is it's going to auto calculate the size of the tab and the thicknesses. You don't have to do anything else other than point and click where you want the tabs on each part. Uh, so by doing that, now you run that same job with the wing ribs. And even if you didn't use double-sided tape and your material, uh, you know is lifting a little bit in the center, you don't have to worry about the part popping out. You don't have to worry about it sliding under the material. And you don't have to worry about it getting in the way of the tool bit and getting ruined as you're cutting the next part. So that's that's pretty um, a, a pretty good tip. Uh, with balsa, it's super simple. Just a, a sharp um, Exacto knife. Uh, you know, in two seconds, and you you're you're able to slice the tabs right off. Uh, and I usually put the tabs along the straight edges. Like I won't put a tab on a curved surface i always look for straight surfaces to put put tabs on because part of the night the nice thing about cnc is when you're cutting uh odd shapes or curves and things like that that would be difficult to do by hand um the cnc does it with you know unbelievable precision so the last thing i want to do is put a tab in a spot where i really rely on the cnc to make a complicated cut i don't want to put a tab there so i have to go back and kind of follow a curve or anything to remove it so I always uh, try to put them on a straight uh, surface, and I can always use a, a little metal straight edge and put it on the side, and then run the razor knife down. Or depending on the size of the tabs, if I'm using quarter-inch tabs, it's it's real easy to just cut them off. Um, and again, depending on the work that you're doing, you know, balsa wood, uh, if you have a tab on the outside and and yeah, you know, you cut it and it's not like super perfect. In most cases, those parts, you're not even going to see them because they're part of an inner fuselage structure or wing structure and they get covered later. So it's not that critical. Now, if it was a piece of uh, oak or hardwood that you're making, say, a jewelry box or something like that with, then, um, you know, you want to take some time uh, and sand it off after and make sure the edge is nice and smooth so you can't see that there was a tab there. So tabs are very, very important. Uh, a, another job that we ran, I, I discovered a website, makecnc.com, and if you guys haven't been there before, you should check it out. It's really cool. They have tons of uh, like 3D puzzle patterns and things like that, where they you can buy them, and they have um, different uh, versions of the files depending on the thickness of the soft of the material you're, you're using, so it scales appropriately. So. I wanted uh, to try to find a couple of model airplane or helicopter-related uh, items that I could cut out, and I found one of an F-15 fighter jet. That uh, the plans were $6.99, and they come as a. You can get them as a PDF or a DXF. Um, I got the DXF file. Uh, they they give it to you in eighth inch, quarter inch, and half inch material thicknesses. So. The if you choose to cut out the eighth inch one, that's assuming that you're using an eighth inch thick um, base material, and the model is going to be a certain size. Now, if you choose the half inch, it's it's going to compensate for the fact that it's it's a half inch, so it's going to be four times larger. So it'll be a pretty large version of the model. Now, they've done all the work for you too. They put the dog bones in on all the interior cuts. Uh, all you really have to do in Vectric is uh, import the vector file. Uh, using file import vectors and it's going to arrange all the parts you'll see all the parts on the screen and you tell them the Vectric software what the size work material you're using and in my case it was 20 by 30 inches and the um, I was using uh, Cut2D Pro and there's an auto nest feature which I love and so you highlight all the parts that you bring in and then you hit that button. You tell it you want to nest along the X or Y axis, and it'll automatically place all of the individual parts on the sheet that you define and minimize the waste. So that that's an, a pretty awesome feature in uh, VCarve Pro and and um, Cut Two D Pro. And it so it, it aligns everything on there. I have minimal waste. Uh, the parts are you know, every which way it it doesn't necessarily, you have some options to choose. So sometimes it'll put a part on a diagonal, Um, depending on what you're cutting. I know with balsa models, the grain is really important because you, you, there are certain parts that you don't want to have cross grain or certain parts you don't want to have linear grain. um, And uh, there's some parts you wouldn't want to have going diagonal across the grain. So you have the ability of, of um, choosing how you want to lay the parts out. Uh, so you know so that you can keep the grain in mind as well um, now these parts for this puzzle it wasn't anything that was going to fly I was so I didn't care I was using um, a quarter inch sheet of birch plywood that I got from Lowe's and it's it's sanded birch uh, and it it was you know again it was quarter inch but you got to be careful because it's not really a quarter inch in my case it was um, instead of 0.25 it was 0.22 uh, inches so uh, that's something you need to consider too. And Make CNC has really taken all this into a, in a factor. They have a program that you can buy. It's a couple dollars. And it's a scaling program. So basically, uh, if you were to use, like in my case, I used the quarter-inch version of the plans for this F-15 that I bought. And when you open the file the the holes like if you if there was a spot where there was a tab that had to go into uh like a side panel of the puzzle the hole um in the puzzle piece was already set to exactly a quarter of an inch because that's the way the plans were drawn now if the material that you're using is less or more than a quarter of an inch you like in my case it was it was um, you know 0.22 instead of 0.25 uh it when i put That part in there it would have been very, very loose. And the idea is to have the part slide in snugly, but you, you don't want it to be super tight either. So, what you do is you me- measure the thickness of your material, then you use their scaling program and you put in the original thickness, which in my case was quarter inch. You put in the actual thickness, which was 0.23, and it gives you a scaling factor. Um, you, you can then there's a few different ways you can do it. In my case, I knew that I was using a piece of material that was 20 inches wide. So there's a spot in there, it says X axis uh, width, and I put 20, and when I click calculate, it automatically uh, scaled my X width down to compensate for the material thickness difference. So all my slots now would be 0.22 instead of 0.25 and all you have to do in Vetric is go back into your material setup and at the bottom, there's a button that you can check and it says scale job uh, with, with um, job size. And so you check that and then you just, all I had to do is take the X width that I assigned for my workpiece. instead of 20, I think it was uh, 18.68 or something. And you put that in and then the entire job will automatically scale uh, to that new size. And so to check it, you can zoom in and use the measure tool to measure the height of one of the slots. And sure enough, it was exactly 0.22, which is what I wanted. So once you do that, uh, then you go in and you create a profile tool path to cut out all the parts. Now, this was another case where I kind of learned a lesson about tabs and taking the extra few minutes to using them. Uh, I was cutting... This sheet off on our 840, which is our bigger machine, and I had a T-slot table on it with a wasteboard underneath it, so I was clamping the plywood at the corners, and the plywood, you know, when you buy a 4 by 8 sheet of quarter-inch plywood at Lowe's or whatever, it's never perfectly flat. The thickness was was pretty okay all the way across, but the the boards themselves had a slight warp in it. So as I was clamping the corners down, the center had a, you know a bubble, and you could push your hand down on it and see it move up and down. Now that causes a couple problems. If you're setting your CNC machine to cut through uh, a quarter inch, say you're going to go. In my case, it was .22 is the material thickness, but I was still setting the cut depth to .25. Uh, knowing that I was going to cut, um, you know, three tenths into my into my spoil board, which was fine. Uh, so in a case like that, I had it set to two passes. I was using an eighth inch end mill, uh, and I was cutting an eighth of an inch uh, depth per pass. So when, when you run into a spot where there's a bubble like that, the part will actually cut out in the first pass because if the part is higher off the board and you're telling the CNC to cut down an eighth of an inch and you zeroed your uh, Z height off of the board where you have a clamp and it's fixed firmly and you get to the center of the board and it, it could be bowed up an eighth of an inch. So when the cutter goes through, it cuts the whole part out in one pass and, you know, then the part drops down. And then when you cut the second pass, you run the risk of having the cutter kind of jam up in, in the part. And, um, and I've had, I had that happen a couple of times. I did use, um, uh, take the board off and I used, uh, some double-sided tape in the center to stick it down. But, still the best way to do a job like that and i mean this board um this job actually worked out to be two sheets and there was probably 35 parts total uh, i didn't ruin any but i had to stand by the machine and if any of them popped out or dropped in i had to it was like playing a game of operation you want to try to get the parts out of the the board without buzzing anything you know so i pulled them out right away and uh put them aside uh, the cut quality was fine, but it was you know the whole point of a CNC is it's automated. So if I had to stand there and grab each part manually, I might as well have cut these out on a on a on a scroll saw. So the way around that again is to use tabs. Now in this material, it's a quarter inch thick. So when I did the second sheet, I went and I assigned tabs to it. And Again, I said I use eighth inch thick tabs. Now you depending on the hardness of the material and uh, you know what you're using, you could uh, choose to use uh, 16th inch tabs as well so you have a little less material to remove however because this wood was not perfectly flat my fear was is even if I was using an eighth inch tab it still could have cut all the way through and then when it went around on the second pass to cut the tab it would be cutting in air because the part dropped out in the first path so I actually went and used uh, I used quarter inch tabs uh, on these parts which required a little bit more post uh, I had to use you know a razor saw to uh, cut them off because they were so thick but I didn't have to worry about the fact that the material was bowed anymore so uh, I just assigned you know two or three tabs to to each part uh, again once you just you tell it the width and 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 height of each tab it's just a matter of clicking around the perimeter so it took an extra five10 minutes to set that whole thing up and then when I created the g-code file now I had parts that were tabbed in I used quarter inch long tabs that were quarter inch high Um, I could have even used probably eighth inch tabs and been fine uh, with that because they were still a quarter of an inch thick Uh, so then I just clamped down the, the board in all four corners and I was able to start the job and completely walk away I didn't have to worry about it now uh, because I knew that the parts were not going to drop or fly out, they weren't going to jam up, uh, they were going to stay fixed on the board. And then once the job was completely finished, what I usually do is run a sanding block over the surface because sometimes you get frays of uh, wood on the top. So by running a sanding block over it, it takes all that kind of cut frayed wood and you know sands it off smoothly. So when you do cut your parts out, yeah, you know, they're pretty much ready to go. Um, now on Quarter-inch plywood, I use a diamond bit. Um, You could use a a one or two flute, you know, down spiral uh, end mill, and that would probably allow you to cut even faster. But I use a diamond bit, which looks a lot like a rasp uh, or a file. Um, It has kind of a cross-grain cutter. And instead of actually cutting and producing chips, it's it's uh, think of it like it's grinding the material, or it's sanding it away. And uh, I just prefer that, especially for puzzle pieces and things like that with quarter-inch plywood, because it, it leaves a, a really nice finish on both the top and the bottom of the work surface. So that's that's what I choose to do uh, when I cut plywood. Um, you know, up to quarter-inch, uh, I I use a diamond bit, and they yeah they work really really well for me. So. You know, the lesson here is uh, you know when you're when you're cutting out parts in thin materials or uneven materials uh, or you're cutting multiple parts out uh, on, a, on your CNC uh, always always opt to use tabs even a couple just to keep the part locked into the work material and uh, you know it's a safe thing too because you, you won't have parts flying out you won't have to worry about your uh, your machine. Uh, jamming, uh, you know, and in, 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 uh, it may not be a huge jam, but the big problem is say you're cutting uh, on an inside uh, uh, circle. You're, you're cutting, like, a, uh, you know, the inner part of a circle out, and that part, once you go through, it drops down, and you're, it drops before it's done making its second pass, and it's, it slides over. So when the cutter comes around again, it could hit that part, and it could stall your um your gantry just long enough to lose a step and that's all you need is to lose one step and then the rest of your parts are are going to be you know are, are going to be garbage you you know you're going to end up uh having things not line up um so you don't you don't want to you you want to take all chance you know all all uh, courses of action to avoid that so uh using tabs definitely helps a lot um, does require some post, but it gives you a uh, kind of a peace of mind, and all your parts are going to come out fine. You don't have to worry about them jamming up or you know getting ruined because they got cut again on the second pass. So uh, anyway, Vectric software. Check out the tabs. I will put some um, a picture of this 3D puzzle I did on the show notes, and I have a picture too of the wing rib uh, structure that uh, Steve had given me that I cut out at the show. And uh, that that was working, um, you know, works really well. What I was most impressed with was the fit. Um, I used an eighth inch, I'm sorry, on on the wing ribs, I actually used a sixteenth of an inch end mill. And I, I purposely, I went and got some CA glue and I was going to actually glue up this wing rib and leave it on the table. But when I put the pieces together, they fit so precisely that it the whole wing rib was structurally sound without any glue so people were picking it up looking at it and you know and that was one of the cool things i said hey check it out pull the wing rib apart and you'll see how accurate the cut is and how nice and tight the fit was so it was really impressive to a lot of modelers there so um anyway you you know it's you could check out the website uh ram.org w-r-a-m.org is the westchester aero modeler um website and there's pictures there from uh, previous shows and uh you could check out their facebook page too. just do a search for ram w-r-a-m on uh, facebook uh you know we had we had a great time we had a really busy booth um sold you know several systems that was good Uh, and we're looking forward to the next show which uh, is coming up at the end of this month the end of march um it's at toledo ohio which is the same sort of show it's uh it's a, a big model airplane club out in the Toledo area, and it's actually the largest model airplane show in the country. Uh, so there you expect uh, probably 150 to 200 booths uh, and a lot more people. So we're really excited about that. Getting geared up, we're going to try to make some new projects, uh, to have new things to show. Uh, we're hoping that we'll have our laser prototype by then. So uh, once we get a hold of it, uh, we will be sure to be posting videos and talk about that here on the podcast as well. So for the show notes on this podcast, please go to you create forward slash zero one five. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again on the next episode.